Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Hello and welcome to the Open Field Weekly Market Report with me, Andy Marsh. And we start out with wheat and the headlines. Market falls after July USDA report. Black Sea export corridor expiry looms and talk that Indian import duty will be reduced to zero. The market continued its downward path following the release of the July USDA report, despite global and major exporter wheat ending stocks being lowered. Wheat prices were caught in the headwinds of soybean and maize numbers, which on face value were negative. US wheat production was raised 2 million metric tonnes on better yield expectations and an increased harvested area, exceeding even the highest analyst estimates. U.S. wheat prices remain uncompetitive on the world market and need to fall into line with other origins to capture fresh demand. U.S. spring wheat continues to suffer from drought, as does Canada, whose crop was lowered 2 million metric tonnes. Argentine wheat production was lowered 2 million metric tonnes due to late plantings combined with lower areas and yield expectations due to their ongoing dry spell. EU wheat production was lowered 2.5 million metric tonnes, with Spanish wheat and barley crops in particular both 50% down on last year. Germany, France and Scandinavian crops are also being revised lower. Russian and Ukrainian wheat production was left unchanged, despite reports of disappointing early Russian yields and dryness in their spring wheat areas. As we've come to expect, Chinese wheat and maize production was left unchanged, despite reports of floods, which have likely affected their wheat quality and yield, and ongoing heat, which may lower their maize and rice crops. The Indian wheat crop was left unchanged despite local estimates that there are 10 to 12 million metric tonnes lower, whilst imports were left at 100k when the lower crop number would necessitate imports of 6 million metric tonnes. Rumours overnight that the Indian government may reduce their import duty to zero adds weight to the lower crop and higher import number. The USDA did reduce their males yield forecast, although it was still above the highest analysts' guess and only served to partly offset their two-min acreage increase. The Black Sea Grain Initiative Export Corridor expires this weekend, with the usual will-they-won't-they they extend rhetoric in full swing. The UN is pushing for an extension on humanitarian grounds, while Ukraine wants a longer extension of four months or preferably two years. Russia insists that they won't extend unless they're fully reinstated to the SWIFT banking system, having rejected a compromise offer which they said was unworkable. The Turkish President Erdogan may yet again intervene, although having withdrawn his opposition to Sweden joining NATO and not opposing Ukraine's wish to join the EU, his relationship with Putin may be somewhat strained. Traffic via the corridor has virtually ceased, with most Ukrainian goods heading up the Danube into the Romanian port of Constanza. Demand continues to be hand-to-mouth and the market will be looking for increased activity on that front as it strives to find fair value. Russian wheat prices will continue to set the benchmark internationally, although prices there have risen from recent lows. On the supply side, farmers are resistant to selling at lower prices and will only sell what they cannot carry and for cash flow purposes. Moving on to malting barley, the headlines there. The French spring malting barley pitcher is still variable. The first UK winter malting barley samples are poor and UK malsters remain out of the market. 
The French spring malting barley harvest continues, but the unanswered question is what will be the final quality of the later planted spring crops? Proteins are looking okay, but its retention levels, which are variable depending on area, ranging from 60% to 90% retained. EU prices have slid back down as the start of the harvest has provided some stability to the market. Rain showers are forecast in France, which may slow harvest for a few days, but higher rainfall is forecast for northern Europe, which will be positive for the drier areas of Denmark and Sweden. We are now starting to see some of the first UK winter malting barley samples and it is a slightly worrying picture so far. The good news is that nitrogen levels are very usable, ranging from 1.5% to 1.7%. That looks like it's the same across all areas. The main problem is retention levels, which range from 50 to 85%, with most falling between 50% and 65%. I have heard that this is generally the case across the trade, with only some samples making around 85%. Screening levels are also high, ranging from between 5% and 18%, and kg to HL around 62 to 70%. Most UK molsters buy on minimum 85%, maximum 4% screenings, and minimum 63 kg to HL. So specifications will have to be looked at before delivery. We have only seen a small percentage of the overall samples, so hopefully the picture will improve. The spring malting barley crops still look well in most places, and I think the recent rain showers will help them through to harvest. Due to the prolonged planting period, some being drilled late April, early May, the crop still has time to develop and produce reasonable yields and quality. Global molsters remain out of the market, which has been the case for some months now. There continues to be uncertainty on brewing demand, but this does vary depending on the molster and their brewing customer. The global distilling trade continues to go from strength to strength and doesn't show any signs of slowing down. Malting barley premiums are remaining historically high, but prices are only an indication due to the lack of buying interest and farmers selling. Export markets remain slow as everyone's waiting to see what the crop produces and where the demand will come from. And oilseed rape? Matif rapeseed continues to be supported by veg oil markets. USDA supply and demand report has been released and crude oil has climbed back up. Matif rapeseed has continued to be supported by strength in global vegetable oil markets. The soybeans, palm oil and Canadian canola have all been trading near recent highs up until the USDA report. This week, the trade waited on the USDA supply and demand reports, which were released last night. They forecast US 2023-24 to soybean ending stocks at 300 million bushels above the highest estimates and 45 million bushels above 2022-23, to despite the drought conditions which stressed soy plants in the early stages of development. These high-ending stocks sent Chicago soybean futures tumbling as the concerns about tight supplies were tempered. Matif rapeseed followed, closing off the highs yesterday and trading down again at the time of speaking. In the wider market, crude oil has climbed back up above $80 a barrel as US inflation and economic data has sparked hopes the Federal Reserve may have fewer interest rate hikes than was previously thought. However, price gains remain capped by sluggish global economic growth and the larger-than-expected US crude stock build last week. 
And finally, onto the grain and oilseed price indicator for August 2023. Feed wheat, £170. Feed barley, £140. And oilseed rape, £365 to £370. November 2023, £180 for feed wheat. Feed barley, £155. And oilseed rape, £375 to £380. And that concludes this week's Open Field Market Report. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our Open View email, please speak to your regular Open Field contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.